Morning, everyone. Good to be with you again. And we're going to look at another psalm, um, Psalm 91. And we'll read the, the words together. And uh, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely he will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you make the Most High your dwelling, even the Lord who is my refuge, then no harm will befall you, no disaster will come near your tent. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread upon the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I'll protect him, for he acknowledges my name. He will call upon me, and I will answer him. I'll be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. great psalm, and a psalm that's uh, been important to both my father and myself um, during the, well, the days of my sojourn, to quote. My father contracted amoebic dysentery during the war when he was in India, and this was the series of verses that the Lord gave him uh, to assure him that he was going to return home and live a long life. He lived until a fortnight short of his 98th birthday. And he was never ill. It was quite strange. But during his life, he was constantly aware, particularly the first two verses of this psalm, which spoke to him so clearly. And when he was ill, it was really the the words that, as far as he was concerned, healed him. Because it may be dysentery at that time, the liver was destroyed, and uh, he was almost dead, but not quite. And uh, then he, he lived until he was 98. Unknown to me, 
that the Lord had given him those first two verses of Psalm 91. When I felt the call of the Lord upon me to come uh, away from teaching and come into the work of preaching the gospel, it was this psalm that the Lord gave me at that time. And I um, discovered that the Lord has been true to his word ever since. Jill and I, well, I actually went out uh, into the work, as it's called, in 1972, uh, just the year before I met Jill. And then uh, during the time I met Jill, the Lord gave us this series of verses to act as a a sort of security for our life. He who dwells, he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. You will notice that there are four names of God given uh, in, this, in these two verses. The Most High. The Most High. There is nothing higher or greater than God. And it's good to remember that. And whenever um, Jill and I discovered the reality of God in a new way, in 1972, it was because of his greatness that I recognized that he was the most high. Secondly, it says he is the almighty, the almighty, the power that is supreme, the power which is supreme. And this God is a great God. There's no one like him. And he is the ever-present one, the one who is always the same. He cannot be withstood. The word Lord is the word Jehovah. And it's the God of covenant and grace, the God who keeps his word and keeps his promises. And he is the Lord, the God, Jehovah. And then he is God, my God, in whom I trust, the creator and sustainer of all things. And whenever uh, we were reminded of that verse this morning, in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth, it brings to mind all that has said of God Uh, It's the word which is used for the creator and the sustainer of all things. So you put them together, the Most High, the Almighty, the Lord, my God, in whom I trust. And it's the trusting which makes the difference, trusting in him and discovering that he is the God who is the God It's not a tautology to use the the word the same way. He is the God, the God who is the creator of all things. So the Most High, 
the Almighty, Jehovah God. And so it says, Blessed is the man in whom I trust. There's a sense of peace and security here, which is not found in many Psalms because the four words are used together. And for the writer to say, and we don't know who the writer was, but for the writer to say, my God in whom I trust, he's saying everything that is important about God, that he is the one who is trustworthy, that the one who, he is the one who is absolutely of himself trustworthy. And, you know, to dwell in the shelter of the Most High is to live in close proximity to this God. To dwell in the shelter of the Most High, the one who forms the basis of my life. To rest in the shadow of the Almighty. To rest in his shadow. To say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. He is to say of the Lord, he is my God and my fortress. This, the few words that are used here really bring together the central thought of the psalm that there is in this God one who is absolutely trustworthy. One who can always be trusted in whatever circumstances. Whether it be when you have a mimic dysentery and at that time knowing the treatment for the disease was going to kill you, as it did most men. Nevertheless, to be given a word from God which has got this sort of connotation that he's absolutely trustworthy. And, uh, you know, I can remember my father quoting these verses, and I was never conscious of the fact of the God that he was referring to until I was eight years old. And then to live in the good of this verse and to live in it in the use of it for almost 50 years is just incredible. And to recognize its worth. How frantic our days can become. How difficult it is to trust him. You know, we, we use the phrase so frequently and use it with um, some ease. You know, we say, well, I trust him. But do you trust him? Are you trusting him right now? Is he part of your experience? Is he living within you? Do you have a, a sense of his presence and a sense of his worth? Because the, the verses that follow all relate to this statement of trust, trusting in him. And he says a, a series of things here. Surely he will save you from the fowler's snare. The fowler's snare. There was a, a, a desire to catch birds. And um, they were used um, for food, a food source in ancient times. And the fowler's snare was a subtle thing and just captured 
the bird. But it's not just saving you from the fowler's snare, but from the deadly pestilence. I've mentioned amoebic dysentery twice this morning. But just to say that it was a deadly disease during the Second World War. And when you contracted it, it was almost a sentence of death. To be safe from the deadly pestilence. I never had the experience of um, being ill on to death. I've never known it, even though I've had a heart attack, but I've never known the, the, fact, of the, the fact of the death as being imminent. But here, the sentence of death has been passed upon you, and it's only as the Saviour saves you that there is a sense of worth, a sense of life, and a sense of continuance. He will cover you with his feathers. What a statement that is. To be so much in the shadow of the Almighty that you find his feathers Under you and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. It's a tremendous thing to have a shield. In ancient times it was, uh, if you didn't have your shield with you, it was a sentence of death because you didn't have protection. But here you have the feathers of the Almighty and under his wings... You're close enough to him to know exactly what you find in him. And then you discover that his faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. We're not in this fight alone. When we discover the reality of our God and discover that our God is with us, then it's to recognize his immediacy, to recognize the reality of his presence, and to recognize that whenever you're in this scenario, when you're facing the foe, that there is no danger because God is with you, because his faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. The shield is uh, a work of art almost. The Roman shield was four feet tall, and the Romans weren't very big men. So generally when they were behind their shield, you saw the top of their heads and not very much else. And the, the fact of the, the shield, um, a shield unlike any other in the ancient world because it protected the whole body, protected the shoulders, protected the torso, protected everything. His faithfulness is your shield. His faithfulness. The fact that this God will never, ever, ever let you go. That he will never let you go. That he will never release his grip on you because his faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. And finally this morning, you will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, 
nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. The ancient man was always under threat. It didn't matter how secure he appeared. He was always under threat. He was um, in danger all of his life because of illness and so forth and so on. But here the, the four things are uh, held at bay. You will not fear the terror of night. I don't know if you've ever been afraid of the dark. You know, um, well, I won't say it, but to, to have a fear of the dark is something that is real. And it's, it's, if, you, if, you're afraid, if you're afraid of the dark, they're afraid of the dark. I can remember when I was about eight or nine years old, finding myself alone one night and on my way home. And I'd never been out at night before. Well, I might have been with my parents, but, you know, this was when I was on my own. And I was on my way home and I heard the noise that scared the life out of me. I didn't see what it was. I didn't know what it was, but I was afraid. And I started to run. And I ran as fast as I could all the way home. Didn't make me safer, but I felt it made me safer. And, you know, the, the um, sense of loss, the sense of fear, was something that was absolutely real. So it's not, it's not uh, said here what the terror of night is. But whatever it was, it was it was real enough. You will not fear the terror of night. Nothing to be afraid of, because there is no reality in it. Nor the arrow that flies by day. So though ten thousand arrows were aimed at you, according to this psalm, you would not be afraid. You won't be afraid of the pestilence that stalks in the darkness. Disease was always thought to run in the dark, to have a, a passage in the dark, nor the plague it destroys at midday. Always under threat, but never under threat. Always under threat, but never under threat. Because the protection is absolute. And because the Almighty, the Most High, Jehovah, God, because He is who He is, you're secure. It doesn't matter what the world does. It doesn't matter what earth does. It doesn't matter what anybody does. You're secure in Christ. And the, the lovely thing about the Lord Jesus is to recognize his perfection, to recognize that he is the one who is absolutely pure, absolutely clear, absolutely non-violent, um, absolutely precious. Let's pray together, shall we? 
Father, we commit ourselves to you this morning. We thank you that you're here. We thank you that you're the perfection of our life. That you are the one who is absolute. That you are the one who is unchanging. And Father, we worship you this morning as we come before you. We recognize your worth and we worship you. We pray that you'll be with us this week, that you'll share our sorrows and share our joys, share in our life. We pray that there will be a real sense of your immediacy, that you're, that you're with us in the fight as we commit ourselves to you this morning. In our Saviour's name, amen. <laughs>